Welcome to the Spiritually Me podcast that helps you connect with that beautiful and eternal being within you. Whether you're new to spirituality or a seasoned practitioner, this is the show for you. As someone who has struggled with my inner voice and felt unsure of how to live a life that aligns with my soul, I know how confusing it can be. That's why I created this podcast, to help others find the clarity, peace, and purpose that I have found in my own journey. So if you're craving guidance, support on your journey towards spiritual awakening and divine connection, tune into this podcast for your weekly dose of inspiration. I'm Dulce Candy, your Latina sister, and this is Spiritually Me. What's up, my beautiful ladies? How's it going? Welcome to another episode of Spiritually Me with your girl, Dulce Candy. I'm really excited about today's episode. We are going to talk a little bit about mean girl energy. It's going to be a quickie video. I definitely wanted to make sure that I connected with you guys and I've had this kind of topic in my mind already because of the constant attention that's been put on the topic of mean girl energy lately. And I want to talk a little bit about why are girls mean slash grown women also because mean girl energy is not just reserved for young women. It's something that I'm sure a lot of you guys have experienced well into your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70, 80, 90, 100 years old, okay? So before we get started, first, I would really appreciate it. You already know if you rate the podcast five stars, if you are enjoying it, it's a really great way to say thank you, Dulce. I am loving the episode and the show. And also leave a review. I love reading your feedback. That's the great thing about YouTube is that I get to read your feedback. So on the podcast, I also get to hear what you guys have to say. Now let's begin with the topic at hand. So what does mean girl energy consist of? Gossip, mimicking, discrediting people in front of others. I've experienced that myself. Nosiness, boasting, uh, excluding people from a group, right? Before we get started, I have to make a confession. This is something that I've never said in my life before because honestly, this is probably like the biggest regret of my life. And that is that I have been a mean girl when I was five, five years old. Make that make sense to me. When I was five, also once in junior high, and then I was part of a mean girl clique in high school. And in high school, there was definitely a, a ringleader, which is usually the dynamic of a mean girl group, is that there's always kind of like this one person feeding the fire among everybody. And when you are a follower in that sense, and you don't have, I don't know, I guess like who said this, a backbone. I don't even like saying that expression, but when you don't have a strong sense of who you are, what your values are as a person, especially at that young age where a lot of us are just trying to fit in, not be kind of picked out out of the crowd. We want to be accepted by our peers. It's very, it's very common for teenagers. And then we're also going through puberty and all of the changes that are happening within us in our body, our hormones, and so on and so forth. So it's not uncommon for young women to be mean girls. And so I was a part of this group and we targeted this one other girl in particular and we made her feel left out. And we also said things about her that were untrue. So my biggest regret in my life, my biggest regret 
And I know you're supposed to live life with no regrets, but I regret being a person in high school who exhibited pain onto another person, that I was a part of that. But I thought it was really important for me to share with you guys because I don't want to sit here from a place of holier than thou. You know what I mean? Like that is so not me. And I always want to be 100% honest with you guys. And it also means sharing parts of me that I am not so proud of. Like I'm not proud of that, especially in my journey, in my spiritual journey and where I am in my life now. Like I am not proud of those actions that I did. I That is the one thing that I'm always like, I'm so sorry, God. Like, it's just so regretful about being that person. Even though there's a lot of, my mom reminds me that I was very young, so on and so forth. And as long as I really am um, regretful of those actions and I'm not that way anymore, and I'm not, then God will forgive me. But it's been my biggest thing in my mind. And that's why I wanted to talk about this because when I first saw that video of the two girls making the girl at the Astro Games feel insecure and basically like this little, my first reaction was that I posted it on Instagram. I was like, I'm disgusted by the two girls in the back. Like how disgusting of that attitude to actually see that. And I feel like that was my initial reaction because it was the first time that I saw myself reflected, my teenage self reflected. I'm like, ooh, I I don't like that at all. Bullies can be very direct, very physical, but it could also be microaggressions. It could also be excluding someone out, you know? It could also be gossiping. It could also be making someone feel like you're not part of the group or we're not gonna invite you over you're just not one of us. You don't fit into our standards. And it all derives from jealousy, of course, but insecurity. Jealousy derives from insecurity. When I was looking at those TikTok videos, I think my first thought was, well, the girl in the front is like glammed up. She's shiny, looking cute, super stylish. And the girls in the back were not. But it has nothing to do with the way you look. It has nothing to do with the way you look because if you're insecure, you don't even see your own beauty. You don't even know your own worth. You don't even know your own gift and your beautiful own unique light. That is why people are jealous and envious and are mean girls. Now, it's very hurtful to see young women actually physically hit each other um, in high school, even junior high. Like taking it to that extreme, I think it's just, it's not shocking because I've even heard of cases where young girls who are jealous or in groups actually take the life of the other young girl because of jealousy and they do horrible things, you know? I don't necessarily, and that's some, like, those are the stories that I used to hear in the past and really I was so into those crime stories. But I think something that is so important on this journey, especially if you've been someone who has those kind of feelings within you that are so unhealthy, is that you want to, purify your mind. You want to do everything you can to bring awareness to those shadows within you, that trigger within you, those je- those feelings of jealousy and emotion. You really have to ask yourself, why am I feeling this? Why is that person shining so brightly a trigger for me? For me, something that's helped me out tremendously has been growth, not comparing myself. I think in my 20s, I compared myself a lot and that brought a lot of pain because you can never really measure up to anyone else. And you're doing yourself 
the greatest disservice by comparing yourself, your talents, your beautiful light to someone else's. God didn't create you to be the other person. He created you to be who you are. And there's special things that only you can do and you can do best when you focus on you. Jealousy and envy come when we're comparing ourselves, when we are competing with other people for external things, whether it be social status, a body type, a certain kind of look, a certain kind of house, certain kind of closet, relationships, always feeling like, why do they have that and I don't? No, it should never be like that. We should never be comparing ourselves to someone else. Because one, we have no idea why they have that life path. We should be focused on ourselves. And that's the greatest thing you can do if you are someone who identifies as a bully or as someone, a young woman who is experiencing a lot of jealousy or envy, or maybe you're getting easily triggered by seeing someone else so fully in their light. The best thing that you can do to heal that is to reflect and to let the jealousy be the answer for you, to let that be the big aha for you. Ask yourself, what is it about this person that is triggering these feelings of jealousy or that I am not able to obtain what they're obtaining? What is it? What is inside of me that wants to be expressed? Oh, maybe I want to do that too. And maybe I'm jealous because they're doing it and I'm not living up to those true callings within me. I should probably listen to these inner callings. I can express myself in that way too. But we also have to do the work for ourselves, right? I know when I was six, uh, when I was 12, I was so jealous. It was like the dominating energy of my life and I hated it, guys. I used to go to bed and literally pray to God to take this feeling away from me because to me, there's, I hate the feeling of jealousy. That's a feeling that I never ever want to feel in my life again, even though jealousy is just an emotion and it comes and it goes just like anything, any other emotion. And we can be jealous for many different reasons. And it's okay to acknowledge that you're jealous. I feel like sometimes people don't want to acknowledge that they're feeling jealousy because it makes them feel, I don't know what it makes them feel, but a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that, but it's a human emotion that we all go through. And the first step is acknowledging that you feel those things because that's the indicator right there. That's letting you know something within you is off balance. There's some things inside of you that you are suppressing and you're not paying any attention to. So let that jealousy be a sign for you. Let it be something positive. When you look at the emotional scale, jealousy is at the very end, like, well, almost at the very end. Below jealousy is depression, anxiety, hopelessness, and then you can't go any further, right? So if we are manifesting a life that is full of inner peace, abundance, prosperity, beautiful relationships, dreams being fulfilled, loving other women, supporting other women, enjoying the beauty of other women, really looking at other women, and I'm talking about women because we're all women, but looking at women who are just, who just take your mind away, who you feel like, whoa, you are just, whoa, you are just stunning, you know, like appreciating the beauty that you're seeing, you know, appreciating the art that people are creating and just appreciating the love that they're pouring into the world. How can we ever hate any kind of beauty that is being created by individuals? Any kind of beauty, how can we hate that? And however you describe that is a reflection of God. That's how I see it. 
when you go to certain neighborhoods and you see a lot of disorder, you see a lot of things that are not clean, you see a lot of tagging, you don't see love there. You see a lot of evil kind of through the halls and the cracks and the darkness and the pile of trash and everything, right? When you see things that are clean, in order, they're blossoming, you feel the love. One of my biggest life mottos is create beauty wherever you go. Everywhere you go, if you're at home, create beauty in your kitchen, in your desk, in your backyard, the side of the house. I look at my house and I'm always like, what area of my house is not getting attention? How can I add more love? How can I beautify it? And whenever I'm driving down any kind of neighborhood, I'm always like, ooh, this neighborhood would look so much better if they just like took all these weeds out and they just put all of these beautiful flowers or if they painted this or if they just added a mural. Like when people just start pouring love into their city, into the world and just beautifying the world. And that's how I see other women and that's how I see their accomplishments. That's how I see um, other people who are maybe in the same line of business that I am. If they're adding beauty into the world, how can I ever see them as my competition? I think that's the old way of thinking also, right? Like an old model of thinking of everybody's just your competition. It's, and it's, you just got to you know walk all over people and use people to get ahead. There's people who literally aren't like that and they're just like that. And they see nothing wrong with that. I can't talk to that because... I just don't understand that point of view, but some people are like that. They will use other people to get ahead and that's just the way that they operate, you know? But anyways, um, just going back to that, the last kind of thing that I wanted to talk about was really have analyzed the kind of people that are in your life. I think that's one of the biggest things aside from purifying your mind. You also want to purify your environment and the people that you spend some time with because some of these mean girls are grown women, like I said, 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond who are not happy with themselves, who still have insecurity within themselves and so they will lash out at other women and especially if they're in a group. I've seen that kind of dynamic in, in, in my community, not like my specific community, but like in communities that I've been invited to be a part of, I've seen dynamics where they're always like, there's always like this one click, you know, and they do everything together and kind of exclude some other people and pump each other up, but don't necessarily pump up anyone else that's outside. You know what I mean? So I think it has to be more, um, I don't like clicks. I literally do not like anything that feels like a click, like a group, like you have to be a part to kind of join. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know we all have a tribe also and like a group of people that we hang out. But when it gets to the point that you don't allow other people to come in and you make them feel bad about it, like at, I get it. Some people are just not for you and we're not all going to get along but we don't need to make each other feel bad about it. You know, like I know if a person doesn't belong to a certain group, they're not going to want to be a part of that group either. There's no reason why we should exclude them or be passive aggressive, right? So this is a big one, passive aggressiveness. Do you have people, whether it be siblings, friends, family that are passive aggressive I'm sure we've all experienced that before. That is not a good friend for you. And I really believe you got to get to this point in your life where you don't even tolerate that. 
You know, you want to be around people who actually love you, who appreciate you, who uplift you, who empower you from their heart. When I find that, I'm like, I thought I would never find that in my life. (laughs) You know, and when someone like my friend Jorge, when I first met him, I was like, he was asking me so many questions about me. And I was like, you actually want to know about me? Because people usually just love to talk about themselves and they don't even ask you. I actually went on a trip once with another woman and this is the first time that we met. Not once did she ever ask me anything about myself. The whole time she talked all about herself, she didn't ask absolutely not even one question about me, not my opinion on one thing. And I was like, this is odd. Someone who gives you constant passive aggressive comments who plays it off like it's just a joke you know I'm just joking no it's not a joke like for me I don't put up with that like it's not a joke there are certain things that you know are gonna hurt the other person and there's also a way of kind of like just joking and clowning on each other which I love clowning on people and people clown on me like that's how me and my hubby have that relationship we clown on each other and I love that about us where we can kind of like make fun of each other but you know that person is loyal Like, you know that person will do anything for you and you know that person loves you. There's a difference between that and then someone who, who is not, it's not a real friend. You know what I mean? Like, you know the difference, you know the vibe, you know that that person said that little comment to hurt your feelings. It's not just a clowning relationship. It's actual like, you know, you can't trust that person. So why even keep that person in your life? And I understand sometimes we're afraid of being alone, but because we keep those people then we're not opening up our energetic field and the doors for us to experience new relationships. But you might have to go through that period of having no friends. I had that. You know, I went through, I think, two years with no friends, zero. You know, and then you get to a point where you start attracting the kind of people that you are. So that's why self-work is so important because whoever you are, that's the kind of person that you're going to attract And I know that's kind of hard to believe because sometimes we're like, how can I attract those kind of people if I'm not like that? How can someone backstab me if I'm not a backstabber? But you don't have to be backstabbing someone to attract someone who is going to um, be offensive to you and say things and call you out of your name. You don't have to necessarily be just like that, but maybe you are not respecting who you are. So if you don't respect yourself, then you probably will attract people who don't respect you. So it kind of works in that way. That's how I've seen it play out in my life. And that was like a big aha moment for me because I was like, wait, why are people using me? Like, why are those kind of the relationships that I'm attracting so much? And I was also putting myself in a victim mentality until I said, you know what? I really got to do some work on myself. And For that, I just got to go into the solitude. I just got to be lone wolf for a while. I don't know how long, but I just need to be by myself because I need to work out all of these different things because also the way that you show up in front of others is so important. You know, I didn't want to show up as someone who always had their ego in the forefront and wasn't able to let my guard down and open up and receive love from other people because I'm always like, I don't want to get hurt. You know, especially like with my siblings, like I don't want to close off. I don't want to close off with the people that I love the most. So I had to go through a period of solitude. So I was able to show up with my new friends, with my old friends, with my family in a way that is just, I just love you. And I just want to enjoy your presence while I have you here. And that's all that matters to me. I'm not focused on my trauma or all of these things that I went through because I healed that. 
I worked through all of that. That's why it's so important to spend time alone so you can figure all of that out. And again, let jealousy be the clue for the things that want to come forth through you. Let that be that light. Let that be that awareness of like, "Mm, maybe I'm not honoring my gifts. Maybe I'm not honoring all of the creative expression that I have within me. That's why that person doing it so beautifully is triggering something inside of me because I want to do something like that too. Not exactly what she or he is doing, but I want to do something like that in my way. And then that starts to flourish and new talents and new gifts start to come out. I'm always saying that because it's so important to take care of yourself the only way that you know how and do what's right for you. Not what's right for me or for anyone else, whatever is right for you. And again, I think my biggest message for all of you guys is just be very selective with the people that you have in your life. Um, Stand up to anyone who's getting bullied, either at school, be that person who's not going to tolerate that kind of actions and attitudes. I wish someone would have said something to me. Like when I was in high school, I probably would have been like, oh, damn, yeah, this this is not right. Because it doesn't feel right, you know? So I wish someone would have called me out at that point because I am not proud of any kind of mean girl energy and it's just it's just something that is just not I I don't like it guys I don't like it you only deserve beautiful and loving relationships everyone else who does come into your life for a lesson is there for a lesson honestly as women I think we still have so much internal work to do and things to unlearn and things to remember and really I think the biggest thing is for us to remember our divine beautiful essence within us that we are far more than just our physical bodies and our minds because jealousy often comes when we're comparing ourselves to other people's external things and just imagine if we're looking outside and seeing that people have all of these different things that we want And we're jealous of external things. Anything external can also be yours and mine in our own unique way, you know? But what really matters, just think about it. When there's a human body and a casket, what we really miss is the essence of the human. Not the body per se. It's the essence of the human. That's why when you see a corpse, it's like, it looks empty. It's like, where did you go? Where did that essence, where did your soul go? You know, like you're not there anymore. There's something that's missing. Yet we spend so much time beautifying the body, dressing up the body, taking care of the body, gaining so many external things. And then we're looking at each other and comparing all of our external things when in reality, the thing that matters isn't here. And I know we live in this third dimensional world and we're here having this human experience. I understand that also, but... I feel like when we don't tap into our beautiful light, then we start to make others feel bad. We start to feel envy and jealousy, all of these low vibrational energies that keep us down here instead of focusing on love and peace and creativity and all of these beautiful energies that we want to work on on, on living. We want to live up here, right? Even though, we, yes, we experience it all, but with awareness, we are also able to move ourselves out of these states. Just like we're in jealousy, we can also bring awareness to that and come up here. 
We don't have to stay down here. Let me know what you guys think down in the comments section if you want to share a story of maybe when someone was not being so kind to you and how did that make you feel? How did you overcome it? What are the lessons that you learned? And also, if you have been a mean girl, why were you a mean girl? What do you believe led you to being a mean girl? Let me know in the comments section or you can also answer on Spotify at the very end of the episode. Let me know what you guys think and I can't wait to see you guys on our next episode. Again, don't forget to rate the podcast and leave a review. Thank you all so much for watching. Have a blessed and beautiful day.